Welcome to the Innovation World Podcast. Innovation World is your go-to source for all things innovation, invention, and entrepreneurship. Our website is www.innovationworld.org. Hi, everyone. This is Carmine Danisco coming to you live, Innovation World on the Launch Network. We've got a great show planned for you today. I'm going to bring on my co-host. I'm going to ask her what's happening. I'm going to have to stop her because she's always got so much going on. Hey, Julie, what's happening over there? I think you're muted. Yeah, I keep coughing. I have some seasonal allergy thing going on today, so <clears throat> I'm going to mute a lot. Oh, no. Um, so uh, there's just there's always a lot going on in the innovation world, um, which is very exciting. I mean, it keeps us super busy, and we're always trying to meet our deadlines, but um, we, we, we really would not have it any other way. Some of the things that are really cool and very important today is the last day for the entries, for the final entries for the Teach Myro K-12 gift challenge. And that is where students are actually learning to code or enhancing their coding skills, if they already know how, through the Myro platform. And they're, they're um, teaching this very adorable little doggish, lambish, rabbitish looking robot how to do something new or how to do a or how to link a series of actions together to create something new. And today's the last day of the entries, and we're real excited. We'll evaluate them over the next um, 10 days, and then we will announce the winner at the Global Innovation Field Trip on October 11th. In fact, um, Sebastian Conrad and probably part of his team from Consequential Robotics who have donated this wonderful prize will be there to um, demo the top five entries and uh, announce the winner of the uh, robot plus 500 uh, additional pro programming hours. And it's a great competition. We have kids from all over the world that have entered this program. And so um, it's, it's going to be fun. Hopefully this is the first of many. I've had a lot of teachers reach out and say, why can't we participate? So we're hoping to talk them into a second round at some point. Um, in addition to that, I mentioned the Global Innovation Field Trip, um, or as we call it, the GIFT. We have October 10th and 11th is our next 24-hour event where we celebrate young innovators from across the world and those programs that support innovation um, and uh, STEM learning. One of those people that, that does support is going to be on our program today. In just a couple of minutes, I'll announce her but, you know, the, the gift program is really um, a great way for people to tune in and just look at what's out there. And we have 17 participating countries. Um, I think the first gift program, we had 103 participants or presenters, 81 presentations. And uh, we expect it to be close to that this time as well. If you are interested in being a presenter for this, K-12 presenter, or a program leader presenter, please go out to the globalinnovationfieldtrip.org or go to innovationworld.org. You can find the links there as well. We're also looking for student co-hosts still. We always invite some students to come on and um, try their hand at co-hosting for about an hour of the show. All you have to do is go to globalinnovationfieldtrip.org and fill out the little form and we'll consider you and uh, you might be on one of the next field trips. Uh, what have I missed, Carmine? It's got to be something. I usually go longer than that. Yeah, yeah. You were trying to get somebody to get me one of those little robot dogs. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then, of course, if you ever want to be on an Innovation World podcast, just reach out to me at innovationworld.org, and we'll talk about it and see if we can't get you on the show. Yeah, it's awesome. <sighs> all right. With all of that, I would like to bring on one of my very special guests today. Um, 
uh, a brilliant person that I met probably maybe four years ago now. We did some work together uh, at the National Invention Convention level. And she runs a program out of Idaho, Invent Idaho. One of the things she does, I know she does many other things, and hopefully she'll hit on or touch on what she has done in the past for, uh, relative to collaborating with NASA too, because that's always really interesting. But I would like to introduce you to my friend, Beth Brubaker. Good morning. It's great to see you, Julie. Hi, Carmine. So Beth, tell us a little bit about your Invent Idaho program. Well, our Invent Idaho Invention Convention program has been in existence for over 31 years. So we've served thousands of students that have come through the Invent Idaho program in kindergarten clear up through 12th grade. Uh, many of those young inventors are adults now. And when I run into one of them, it's kind of fun because they'll, they'll say, oh, I remember what I invented in sixth grade. And so it's been very exciting to watch uh, how it changes their lives and um, has a major impact. We have with us today two students, two of our five winners from National Invention Convention winners um, this year. And we have two with us today at North Idaho STEM Charter Academy. Don't you love the fashion statement? Uh, it's, it's the, it really shows how innovative people around the world are, you know, different masks, different ways that we're coping. And so I think Innovation World is a perfect name for your opportunity. You guys look fantastic in your masks, I must say. Yeah, I, I've yeah. wanted a shield like that because they seem so much less restrictive than the masks I wear, but I, I haven't found one that worked for my head quite yet. Well, we are back actually in session and Invent Idaho and the Invention Convention is happening this year. And so our young inventors can still be uh, very creative as they solve problems. Um, so Beth, if, if there are school districts listening or teachers from school districts that aren't currently involved in the I Invent Idaho Invention Convention, how do they reach out to you to express their interests or maybe even um, possible funders or businesses that just want to get involved either on a level of um, volunteerism or funding or solving some problems for them, what should they do to reach out to you? Well, our Invent Idaho website is www.inventidaho.com. And my email, if you'd like to be a judge or if your school would like to become involved, is Beth, B-R, B-E-T-H-B-R, at inventidaho.com. And I'd love to hear from teachers that have not participated before, as well as those that have had young inventors. Uh, very rewarding, and it's a perfect time, even though um, you may not be in school, in session, like we are in our school. It's very possible um, to become involved and to have students do their inventions remotely, virtually. I agree. So I have a question for you. You do your um, state level competitions kind of early in the spring, don't you? Are you February or? We have three regional events around the state of Idaho. We have one in North Idaho and that's in January. We have one in Boise, Southwestern Idaho, which is also in January. And then we have one in South 
eastern Idaho in Idaho Falls, and that also is early, um, like late January, early February. The winners from those regional events then move on to the state finals at the University of Idaho, which is the first weekend in March. Okay, so last season then, you probably were able to finish your state final before COVID closed everything or no? It was this close. So did you get to do it or not get to do it? We did get to do it. And these students were live on stage. Um, We were right at the beginnings of the pandemic. And so nobody knew anything. So we were congratulating, not with high fives or handshakes, but with elbow bumps and little little foot dances. Our wonderful um, master of ceremonies, Gray Bright, was fantastic with the kids who were live and on stage. It was the very last event that happened at the University of Idaho. So it was, we were so very excited. You've already started this year's program then, yes? Yes. Um, so have you seen um, any of the, ha- have any of the kids been talking to you about what they're thinking about inventing? Do you see a trend towards solving the issues surrounding COVID now that it hit like right after that happened? I, I keep hearing, you know, oh, they're going to improve, do a better mask um, and those types of things. But our students, at least from my experience here at our school, they're still thinking of a wide variety of problems. Everything from something that might be very marketable to something very futuristic, such as what Grace invented, and she'll tell you about that, um, to the very practical, to the to solving worldwide problems such as you know the damage from hurricanes and and that type of thing. So things look fairly normal here from the invention perspective. So one last question I have for you, because I know that you want to introduce your special guests to is um, if you could have anything, if people are listening out there, what's the one most important thing that you need right now to help your program? I would love to have new schools, new teachers, uh, new administrators jump on board for Invent Idaho and participate. I think that would be fantastic. If during these unusual times, if we could show growth in this pro in the program, because ultimately we're giving students life skills, problem solving skills. And if we could show growth, lots of new school districts coming on board. I know teachers are incredibly um, burdened with lots on their plates right now. Uh, but this is an opportunity that's very uplifting. In these times, if we could have lots of students participate, that would be fantastic. Um, Julie, I would jump in also and just say that uh, we have some amazing sponsors for Invent Idaho, including the Idaho STEM Action Center, Micron, and the INL um, in Idaho, as well as many individuals that have jumped on. We always love judges, we always love sponsors, but it's really all about the kids. So if it's okay with you, I'd like to introduce first Grace Gardner. Hi. <laughs> and I'll let Grace tell you all about her winning invention from the National Invention Convention this year. And I'd like to introduce Annalise Chavez, and I'll let her tell all about her invention. Grace, would you like to go first? Sure. Um, I invented a new method for gene therapy. It's called DMAP. 
And ZMAP is actually an acronym for DNA Manipulative Animal Products. So essentially, ZMAPs are just a, a new and really unique method of gene delivery for therapy purposes because unlike existing technologies, which mainly, if not exclusively, rely on injection of those new genes, uh, ZMAPs allow consumers to receive that therapy just by drinking milk that contains those genes, which the, the milk containing those genes is what's known as the DMAP. And so uh, I think that this invention has the potential to kind of revolutionize, if you will, the, the gene therapy industry because previously uh, pharmaceutical animal products, which is what this is, it's an animal product that contains a drug or a therapy of some kind, haven't really even been considered because there are so many obstacles that are stopping them. But if they can be overcome and moved past, I think that technologies like DMAP have a lot of potential. Well, I'm sorry. Did you say you were having college kids on? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's awesome. That is brilliant. I, I'm almost, I almost don't know what questions to ask because it's so far over my head to start <laughs> with. So how are, how are genes carried today in any kind of therapy? And Grace, what grade are you in? I'm currently in 11th grade, but I'm a dual credit student at NIC. Oh, see, there you go. You and, are a we're in the process. She's in the process of finding a mentor at the University of Idaho in the genetics lab that will help her to produce this invention for real. Yeah, that's I am incredible. Really grateful to U of I for that opportunity because uh, if they decide to take this on with me, I think it could go even further than it already has. So what does care? So if somebody is doing some kind of gene therapy today, I assume there is gene therapy of some kind already today. There's, there's gene therapy today in existence, but it's not quite as widespread as would be ideal because like I said, there's just so many problems with it. I mean, people can have allergic reactions. The, the gene can be delivered to the wrong area of that person. DNA, so it can cause a lot of uh, effects that we really wouldn't want to see. So it's, it's not accurate, it's extremely expensive, and it just hasn't been perfected to the point that we would consider it a super viable option for widespread treatment. Okay, and, and somehow the, the milk carrying it helps deliver it to the right place? It's no, it, I mean, you... I don't know that you could consider it any more accurate than currently existing technologies. It's just a different method of delivery. It, the gene that would normally be taken to the consumer's DNA via injection is delivered using DMAP just when you ingest the milk. So there's no need for any kind of you know, uh, injection or some kind of procedure. The idea is that you would literally just be able to intake this milk and then all of the, the gene editing would be done from there. That's a great idea. So how did you how did you even think of such a thing? What were you doing when you thought, oh, milk could be a great carrier for this? Well, it's kind of a funny story, actually. This entire idea came from a class that I was doing here at STEM. And it was originally intended to get entered in a completely different competition. So uh, one of the classes that I was taking for a STEM elective credit, it was called STEM research. And basically we just spent an entire semester 
researching one STEM idea and then coming up with a, uh, a solution kind of. So the, the principle was what might this existing technology look like in the next 20 to 50 years. And so I decided to take on researching what might gene therapy look like in the future. And through looking at this and doing all this research, I thought to myself, there has to be a new way to do this. There has to be some kind of alternative. And so I stumbled upon this experiment in which the milk of a sheep was actually edited to contain a, a human gene. And so I kind of built off of that idea and developed it into GMAPs that you see here today. And you can see then why she won at the National Adventure Convention. Grace, can you tell a little bit about your awards? Uh, all of them? Well, national. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. All of them. Oh. Well, it is only a half hour show after all. If you have like 20 or 30, you better wait. Well, uh, the, the national award is called the Jules Verne Award for Forward Thinking and Inventiveness. And essentially, it recognizes an idea in the Jules Verne category that isn't necessarily presently possible to carry out, but that in the future, could have a really big impact on the world as a whole. And well, if congratulations I'm, for that. If I'm correct, you also won grand champion at the state invention convention, the state finals. And with that came a thousand dollar college scholarship to the University of Idaho yes. for when she actually is in college. Wow. That's very cool. I, I'm very proud of you. I can't believe, I can't believe that, uh, you know, I think I, I shouldn't say I can't believe it. I've seen this for years and years and years. Sometimes it's the uncluttered mind of a younger person that actually can work through the weeds and just say, why are we doing it this way? You know, it's as adults that go, this, we're doing this because this is how we've done it. And it's the um, young pioneers that can come in and go, wait, what? Yeah. There's a better way. So yeah, congratulations. That's, that's excellent. And uh, I wish you the best of luck with that. Thank you. And that's really what Invent Idaho does is provide the opportunity for kids like these to let their ideas shine. And I'd like to introduce Annalise Chavez. I'll let her tell you all about her invention and what grade she's in. So I'm in third grade. I, I'm in third grade and I thought of this when I was in second grade. And before COVID started, I thought of Digong because my dog got stung by a bee. And every time she got stung, she had to go to the vet office. She actually just got stung recently on the butt, but she's fine. We didn't have to take her to the hospital for that, but I thought of this bee collar because she got stung by bugs, and I did some research that um, peppermint deters bees, and it deters some other bugs like ticks, fleas, and other bugs. And so my problem was that some bugs are allergic and my solution is a, show me mom. Oh, yeah, and my solution is a dog collar that will um, put out a stinky scent whenever the solar panel hits any kind of light. And so there's a little capsule. Oh, how it works. So it works by energy when sun or light hits the solar panel right here. It will put out a peppermint so it has the capsule and then we put peppermint. So it's kind of a working model, not really, but 
So we have this capsule, and then my awards. I'm moving right now, so I can't find really anything. But I found one of them. Show what you have. You can and show me. I got my trophy from my patent award. I got a full patent, and then I got a application award for my Idaho, which is this paper. So can you do, um, are there different scents for different, uh, to, to, to detour different kinds of pesky things or does peppermint pretty much get rid of all the bugs? Pretty much peppermint kind of gets rid of a lot of bugs like ticks, weeds, I think, but some flies and stuff. So is there anywhere else that you could use that? I mean, could you like make me a bracelet or a necklace that has peppermint in it too? So that when I'm outside at an event, like a family get together and it starts to get dusk and the mosquitoes start coming out because I am one of those people that I am a mosquito magnet. They love my blood for some reason. <laughs> could you do that for humans safely? Um, yes, I can. I'm still... I, um, we're doing the Idaho in class now, and I put that as one of my problems, and I'm thinking, and I'm trying to think what my solution could be. It could either be a necklace or a Because peppermint's really not that stinky to us. It actually smells pretty good to me. Yeah, so it smells good, but, um, and apparently it doesn't make dogs sneeze. You know how dogs sneeze when they smell hand sanitizer, um, some, like, air freshener, um, that, like, my mom has this rose water that I put on my pillow before I go to sleep, and she needs a covered bath, and so it won't, I don't think it makes dogs sneeze. So have you been able to test this on the bees in your area? Do you, like, walk around with it and see them scatter and fly faster away? <laughs> so, no, I haven't tested it yet, but, <laughs> it's um, a good idea. You might want to test it like that. Well, we moved and we have a bunch of little bees. My mom and dad, I was doing homework last night and um, I'm like, how oh, there's a hornet. And so my dad grabs my folder and then my mom grabs my water bottle and they each start hitting one one. So maybe peppermint would keep it away. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully it works. Maybe I could catch a bee and put peppermint in there. So what is your next step with that invention? If, if you're going to move forward with it, and it sounds like since you're, you're, you're getting a patent or have a patent already, that you're moving forward. So kind of what, what's next in the process for you? Well, what's next is for Mrs. Brubaker said she's going to email the guy that's going to help me. And so he's going to help me um, get on, but the only, like, so I think it might be a little bit hard to make it, but I think I can do it. And so, Julie, you asked what would be a great resource um, if there are people in the industry that would like to partner with her after she gets her application and actually bring this to fruition, that would be fantastic. That sounds uh, good. Is this something that you're thinking about you want to sell or you want to sell the idea to a big company like a big pest spray company slash jewelry company so you can make me my bracelet, my necklace, and my earrings? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
or even ankle bracelets. I get bit, you know, if you're outside and you have dogs and there are fleas outside, they beat you, they bite you down by your ankles. You could have little ankle bracelets too. I could be fully equipped. <laughs> and smell good too. You'd smell like pepper. There you go. Well, when you go camping, I realize that you get a lot of bug bites. And so I'm going to start working on a human bracelet or necklace or something like that. Maybe I can make a transform. That sounds great. So do you think you want to go all the way to the manufacturing and selling it yourself or you're looking to sell the idea to um, an established company that does that kind of stuff, like license it out? I probably want to sell it myself, but probably get my mom or my dad to be the boss because I can't be a boss. <laughs> I've seen the fifth grader, Alex Knoll, who was the boss of his company. So you never know. You never know you can be the boss of your company. And so this might sound complicated, but so for the bee collar, I'm going to have like little individual uh, little uh, bottles of peppermint smell. And there might be other smells too that you could do. And I might have to do a little bit more research for that, but um, but there could be big sizes or small sizes, I'm not sure yet. And so I'm really excited that Miss Group Baker um, brought me into doing it. And so that was your second grade uh, invention. Are you going to invent in third grade? Yes, I am. So my third grade in idea is the uh, bracelet uh, that idea that I just told the bracelet be gone <laughs> and be gone bracelet so they're serial inventors grace this was your second year yeah. for invent Idaho and you can see that Annalise is already thinking um, for this year uh, so we're hoping for serial inventors that love it so much they want to do it year after year and all of the students here at STEM Charter Academy, you know, a whole school, so 450 students um, enter inventions every year. Nice. Wow. So Grace, what did you invent last year, may I ask? Um, the first time I was entered, I invented a, a wristband that was meant to ward off cardiovascular disease. So it was kind of similar to a Fitbit in the sense that it was encouraging uh, exercise, but it had a unique element in that it was mainly focused on an alarm because in my research I found a lot about how a lack of sleep or oversleeping contributes a lot to heart disease, and so that was the main focus. Interesting. I love how every invention that we ever get from a student or that we is brought to us and talked to us about always starts with empathy and i don't know that all inventions are but i really believe that that's where they come from from students is from they come from their empathy absolutely julie i think you're so right that to me it's heartwarming to see the caring nature that kids have and i think that's one thing that appeals to students about participating in the invention convention because they can help others yeah. Or their dogs in Annalise's case. Yeah. Well, that, hey, that turned around to help us because I'm going to be one of her first customers to buy her bracelet when she gets that done for me. 
just have to make it big enough to go around my ankles too. There you go. Keep that in mind. Well, maybe you could grab the dog collar and put it on your arm. <laughs> All the people ask, would it work on people? And I always thought that it that they would put it around the neck. I'm like, probably not. That would be and interesting. I keep, I keep thinking that everyone would put it around the neck. I'm like, maybe not. Well, the thing about um, that, it, my past experience and just listening to your kids too, the thing about these serial inventors are you're going to do it enough times that it just becomes second nature. You don't even have to stop and, and, and dedicate time to thinking about, I'm going to create something new. You just automatically start thinking that every time you look at something, you're going to say, I can make that better. Every time you go somewhere, I can solve that problem. And that's really what Beth's program is building and in that Idaho is helping you learn to be that, um, that person who can solve problems all of the time. And every program you could get in, whether it's the National Invention Convention um, out at the Henry Ford, which is a fantastic program, any other, whether you do the um, people of play for the kids that do toys, just keep doing that stuff so that it just becomes really second nature to you and then you will start being a role model for other folks as uh, beth and her program leaders are in uh, idaho i congratulate you both you did you did a fantastic job on the podcast and great work at the national competition and the state competition and your local school competition well julie thank you for hosting us we appreciate the opportunity to share what kids are doing and you're right it's it's a mindset where that's just they think like an inventor and a problem solver it's a life skill yep so beth one more time if somebody wants to reach out to you because i know there are people now that have watched this and they're saying i want to i want to figure out how i can help or what i can provide or how we can donate time how do they reach you we are invent idaho today on facebook there is also inventidaho.com and you can email me as well. That information is all on the website. And then Idaho Today. Wanted to write that one down too. All right. Well, I appreciate your time. Um, Carmine, I feel like I took over and just kept going. I'm so sorry. Did you have, did you have any questions? <laughs> no, no, don't worry about it. Uh, I had several questions. You asked them. I was just in awe listening to both of these young inventors, how great these inventions are. It's not just like a thought. They've actually followed through and they're making their inventions. They're proving that they work. The research, the, the dedication, and also the awards. It's just amazing to me. I was just sitting here listening and uh, it's so great to see this, right, Julie? Yeah, I totally agree. So, right, I did, well. <laughs> I, I did want to mention that um, if either of you need some help, um, reach out to Julia or myself. And uh, if you have some questions on next steps and what to do, uh, through that process, through that sequence of taking a product to market, let us know. We, we can definitely get you some help. And that's what um, Invent Inventors Launchpad does. They actually help inventors take their products or ideas um, to the next step. So do reach out if you need help. Um, and thank you so much for joining us today. I did want to close by just saying, go out to the innovationworld.org website, please. And uh, for those inventors or innovators out there who have been trying to teach Myro something new, get that stuff in before this evening because that we're, we're closing this evening and then we'll start evaluating the entries and selecting who gets to have Myro come join them at their home. And uh, if you want to be part of our... Um, Global Innovation Field Trip, October 10th and 11th. You want to present 
both of you young inventors should be on there presenting as well as you, Beth. Down there and talk about your program a little bit more. More people will hear you from all over the world. So great, great reach out to innovationworld.org. Great idea. Great idea. So we're going to close up the show. Thank you so much for listening. I, I, I am so grateful to not only our two students, but to Beth for bringing them on today. Great information, great stuff going on. Uh, please go on out to Google Play or iTunes. Leave us a rating or leave us a review. Remember to subscribe to the show. Go on out to innovationworld.org. Let us know how we're doing. And we will catch you next time. You all take care. And we are clear. Thank you for joining us today for the Innovation World podcast and the Launch Network. Innovation World is your go-to source for all things innovation, invention, and entrepreneurship. Our website is www.innovationworld.org. 